Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Hoop Talk. Um, today, we are just going to be discussing the entire trade deadline um, and basically the few days before the trade deadline, um, also the day of the trade deadline where a bunch of stuff happened. There were like some crazy trades. This has to be like probably one of the craziest trade deadlines of all time. Um, we saw a lot of players switch to new teams and um, a lot of teams get significantly better, especially in the West. So uh, I think the first, I think we'll just go in order of like when, um, so like like the earliest trade that happened. Uh, so I think that was the Kyrie trade. Yeah. So uh, Kyrie was traded to the Dallas Mavericks for Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie, and a 2029 first round pick and two second round picks uh, in exchange. Uh, that was just for Kyrie Irving. No other, other no other player. Um, man, I mean, Luca finally gets a, a legitimate star. Uh, next to him, I know he's had Porzingis before, he's had Brunson before, but this is like um, Kyrie's an all-star starter. Like he's he's like um, you know one of the like probably top five point guards in the NBA right now. Um, so this definitely helps Luca a lot. And even though I don't I don't think they had to give up um, that much. I mean, compared to to like how good Kyrie Irving is. I think they lost um, some some good three point shooters and also um, uh, a playmaker in Spencer Dinwiddie, but I mean they're obviously getting that back in Kyrie Irving. Uh, only one first round pick and two seconds, so I think the Mavs uh, ultimately got a, like a, a good deal on this for sure. Yeah, I mean I think this is a unique situation where you have this All NBA type talent, and due to some um, some vaccination issues or some whatever you're posting on Twitter issues and like just the availability of the player being at a, at a not like not stable rate, then the price for him was a lot lower. So mm. only giving up one first round pick for, like you said, a top five point guard in the league and like the best player that Luca's ever going to play with for like the foreseeable future, probably um, that's a really good deal. Um, and I, yeah. um, Mavericks uh, GM, I'm pretty sure Nico Harrison is his name. He said that if we didn't take this shot, then that would have been a mistake. Um, obviously, I yeah. think there were, there were a couple teams looking into getting Kyrie, um, but the Mavericks had the best package available, and I think it I think it probably worked out for the best the way it did. Mm -hmm. It's unclear uh, yeah. though as to how long he's going to be there, as he is a free agent next off season, which is the biggest reason why he didn't stay yeah. with the Nets. Yeah, I mean, if he does end up leaving to another team, the the Mavs basically traded all these players and picks for a guy that's going to stay with them for half a season, which um, will not turn out to be. I mean, I, I think they definitely have, they definitely are looking that far ahead, and they probably talked to Kyrie about that. But I mean, you know, Kyrie, he's just he can say one year, oh, I'm staying with this team for the rest of my career, and then the next season he just uh, requests a trade. So. Anything could happen with Kyrie. I think that's what we've learned. Um, also, I think we'll talk about this more when we talk about the KD trade. But I think the Nets have like, like based on their situation that they're in. I mean, they're they're in a very unprecedented situation where they have basically two stars um, that were requesting to uh, get out. I mean, KD not really. He didn't really do it openly. Um, 
I mean, he did it in the summer, but he he rescinded the trade offer or the trade request. Um, but Kyrie like openly requested a trade. We we saw that, or I saw later or after the KD got traded to the Suns that he um like inside the organization he requested to be traded to the Suns specifically. Um, so like when you have that situ- when you're in that situation as the Nets, um, as the Nets were, I feel like they got a good return for what they were giving up because every they didn't have any leverage in their situation because every team knew that both of the stars wanted out and that just caused the Nets to have no leverage at all. So um, they got some really good role players that we'll also talk about in the Suns trade, um, but Mikal Bridges, Cam Johnson. Mikal Bridges just just dropped 45 points, um, which is insane. Yeah, he's, he's a really good role player. So, I mean, they're obviously not um, contenders like they were before with KD and Kyrie, but... Um, I mean, I think they've, they're setting themselves up well for, for the future, for after the post KD Kyrie, um, post like that era, you know? Yeah. Um, the Nets were, they were in a situation where like over the course of since trading for James Harden at like the beginning of 2021 and like losing basically that whole young core that you had starting from the D'Lo trade and like how they built themselves back up after the Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett trade um, and losing all of their picks. They've, they also still don't have their own picks. Now they have Phoenix's picks um, as Houston has most of Brooklyn's picks. So they can play. They don't have to exactly tank their way out of this. Cause you have, like you said, Ennis, you have Mikhail Bridges, who's been in an expanded role this year in Phoenix has shown how good he can be. You have Ben Simmons who, yeah, he's. I mean, he's 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 working his he's working his <laughs> way back Simmons. up to who he was. Um, you have a like. I think I saw some people comparing this to the 2019 Nets roster. This is a lot better than the 2019 Nets roster. You have mm-hmm. a lot more guys in create. You have a lot of shooting on this team. Dorian Finney-Smith is is really good as your number one ball stopper and somebody that can hit threes in transition or in the half court. Um, Cam Johnson's another good acquisition, although he's going to be a free agent in the summer. But yeah, this is the and you got four first round picks. I think it was for KD. Um, yeah, you got good players back from the Mavericks. Um, I'm really happy that they didn't get Aiden because mm, you already have yeah. Claxton, and I think Claxton's better than Aiden um, as a rim protector and as a lob threat. Obviously, Aiden has a lot of touch in the mid range, but I think for the future, I would go with Claxton over Aiden. I think getting Macau was the much better return. So, yeah, and his contract's really good, too. Macau's contract is really good, considering the type of player he can maybe turn into in the future. So, yeah, I like where the Nets are at. I like where they're at, considering that they lost yeah. probably a top three best player in the world and, like, a top 15 best player in the world and James Harden a year ago. So yeah. this is this is better than what most teams could hope for. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and then also, like, on the Mavs side of things, I think this trade – makes them like legitimate um finals contenders uh and i think they've i mean we've we haven't really seen luca and Kyrie play together much yet and um like when they have they're like they're oh and two right now together or um i don't know if they play today but yeah so far they're oh and two um but you know we haven't really seen them play together that much and <laughs> do you see that last possession um against yeah. uh yeah. What what team was that against? The, um, the, I forgot. The but, Timberwolves. Yeah, the Timberwolves. Um, on the last possession, they just they they kept passing the ball to each other. 
um, and none of them wanted to take the the last shot. Um, so yeah, it, it'll be interesting. But I mean, this definitely makes some finals contenders, like no doubt about it. Um, you, think final, Kyrie, you think finals contenders? Yeah, I think so, for sure. There's not too much depth on this team. There isn't, but I mean, like, I think they, I mean, obviously puts them in like the top two in the West, and I think they, they definitely. Uh, they definitely have more depth than the Top Suns two? do. Yeah. You think? You think Denver? I think then. I think they're better the than. I think it's Denver and. Ooh, I don't know because yeah, the Suns too. I think the top Grizzlies. three. Top three. I'm gonna say top three. I'm Not say the top Grizzlies. Three. No, they're they're definitely better than the Grizzlies. Come on. Now. Come on. Now. Okay. Um, um, yeah. No, I think yeah. this makes them good. I still have a lot of questions. It makes about them what, good. I mean, it makes them good. Like, I, I thought this team was bad before. Like, uh, yeah. the non-Luka minutes were atrocious. They were like a – they were <laughs> the opposite of good basketball. I mean, like you said, it's been a small sample size, these two games. But offensively, they've been clicking. They're playing more movement-oriented basketball. It's going to take a while for Luka to adjust to that. He said so himself. And Jason Kidd said the defensive plan was to outscore people. So – Maybe that's just how they're going to rock from now on. Um, they did lose Spencer Dinwiddie, but I think he was more suited for the, the role that he had the year before, where he would come in off the bench and give that give that um, give that bench lineup with Jalen Brunson a little bit of juice. I think Kyrie is better than Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie, and I think he can provide yeah. a lot more. They were two and zero in the games that Kyrie played, um, and Kyrie's played kind of. He hasn't played like bad, but he's just played weird. Like he like. He'll score like eight points to the fourth quarter, and then he'll score like all of his points in the fourth quarter. Um, that's how we, that's how it's been so far. But no, I like I like this team. Like Luca and Kyrie are two like like two of the best scorers in the league. I think Kyrie as a scorer, like ever since he arrived in Brooklyn, he's been like uber efficient. He's a really he's a much better three point shooter than he was like his earlier years in Cleveland. Um, but no, I still really like this team. I have questions about it defensively. Um, but if you can score enough points, you can beat most teams. So, yeah, I don't think they're Especially better than the Suns or the Grizzlies or the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets. Yeah, I, I mean, I like the Nuggets a lot, and I like the Suns a lot too. The Nuggets are very. I think, but I don't think the Nuggets really... have to be. The Nuggets are definitely the best team in the West right now. Um, yeah. I definitely have some issues with the Suns, but obviously, like you got KD, CP3, and Devin Booker, and Aiden. So, I mean. Uh, yeah. there's uh, there's definitely we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that. Later. But um, I mean, so I just have going a lot in order now. Depth concerns about the Suns than I do about than I do about the the Mavericks. Really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um. All right. So let's let's move on to the uh, the next um significant trade that happened. So, uh, the Los Angeles Lakers traded oh, Russell Westbrook. About this team again. Yes, we are. Um, the team that's going to win the championship. Let's go. I'm just kidding. All right. Um, so they this was a three-team trade between the Lakers, Timberwolves, and Jazz. Uh, the, um, the Lakers got D'Angelo Russell from the Timberwolves, uh, and then they also got Malik Beasley and Jared Vander- Vanderbilt from the Jazz. Um, and then they sent Russ, uh, Russell Westbrook to and a 2027 first-round pick to the Jazz. Um, that pick is also, I think, top uh, four protected. I'm pretty sure. 
Um, um, it has like a restriction on it, which is like if the Lakers pick lands inside the top four, then it gets avoided to like, or if it doesn't get inside the top four, it gets avoided to a second rounder. I'm not sure exactly how the rules work, but in yeah. essence, it's like it's protected pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, and then the Jazz sent Mike Conley and some other picks to the Timberwolves. Um, so overall, I think this trade was a huge, it, it was a huge win for the Lakers. Um, you know, you could say that Russ wasn't the problem. You could say that um, they shouldn't have traded Russ. Um, but I think, and we could see from the reports after the trade as well, there, there was something going on that we just don't know about with Russ and some of the coaches, uh, maybe some of the players as well. Uh, I'm not saying Russ was like a locker room vampire, like like one report said. Do you see that report? <laughs> someone someone called him a locker room vampire, which I don't think is true at all. Yeah, so uh, that was that was kind of insane. I'd never seen that yeah. garbage before. That was kind of wild. <laughs> I've never seen that before. I was, yeah. Um, he like I, I went, don't, out, he went yeah, out of his way to call him a locker room vampire. Yeah. He couldn't like, have said is, like that's crazy. He couldn't have said he had some chemistry problems with like one or two players. He had said, No, he's a locker room vampire. Vampire. Vampire that's is crazy. crazy. Um But yeah, I mean, I think it was it was just time for a change. Like any change for the Lakers was good at that point because nothing was working for them. Um they're like thirteenth in the West. Um and they they just needed to to get Russ out of there. Um, and, you know, I, I I applaud Russ because I feel like he never really um, – I feel like he never really complained about anything much. And, like, he, had, he, he probably had so much to complain about. Uh, and he always, like, stayed professional, kept his cool. Um, he took uh, the six-man six rule off the bench when Ham asked him to. Um, I think he – I mean, like, and you could see every game, like, he, he played hard, he hustled, um, you know, yeah, I, I just, I wish him the best in, in Utah, or whatever team he, if he gets bought out, we'll talk about the, that later, um, but yeah, yeah. you want to, you want to say anything about that before I go into the Lakers side of things? Um, yeah, I mean, the writing was on the wall, that this was not going to be a long-term thing, um, I think looking back on it, you made a gamble, like that you could pair these three stars together. Russ was still, I mean, like, however you want to phrase it, Russ was still very good when the, at the time when the Lakers traded for him. He wasn't MVP Russ, but he was still a very serviceable basketball player. Um, it just didn't work out. The fit wasn't great. The roster around them wasn't always great. Uh, so, yeah, with yeah. Russ the best. Um, yeah, and also, like, I don't, I know we're we're talking about Russ like this, but um, no, I said some mean things. Oh, trust me, I said some mean yeah. things. I'm, I'm being nice to him now. I said some mean things that yeah, I probably no, no, should. I mean, like said, in all but... seriousness, like he he really like the the turnovers every game, the bad shots. That was just like the main thing for me was the the low IQ plays in like critical situations. Um, I think that really just this. That that just set me over the edge, bro. Like every time I saw that happen, I was like, "Man!" Like I mean, yeah. Okay, let's just let's talk about the the Lakers side of things. So I got a lot to say about this man. Um, so I think, like I said before, this team improved significantly. Um, they added D'Angelo Russell, who's a good playmaker. 
Um, I mean, I think I think him alone is a better fit. Like, if we just traded for for him straight up for Russ, I mean, that would be a better fit. Like, no disrespect to Russ, but but I think Russell is just like a way better fit for us. He's shooting thirty nine percent from three this season. He's a, he's a capable playmaker, averaging nineteen points a game. Um, also, Malik Beasley, uh, Malik Beasley, and D'Angelo Russell are both in the top fifty for uh, for three pointers made this season, and we didn't have anyone in the top fifty before this trade. Um, and also Jared Vander- Vanderbilt, who's uh, a lengthy defender. Um, he's uh, what's it called? He's just he's a good on ball defender, like a good like a, a lengthy wing wing defender. He's not a very good shooter, um, but I think he'll he'll keep improving on that. Uh, I think the main thing that I took away from this is, um, so like the entire season and the season before this, there's been a lot of pressure on Rob Polinka in the front office to to get LeBron and AD some good pieces around them, um, and I think he had failed at that prior to this trade, um, and I feel like this this trade really takes off a lot of pressure. It, it takes off a lot of pressure off. Or it takes a lot of pressure off Rob and the front office, and it puts a lot of pressure on LeBron and AD because now there's no excuses. Like before, you could say, "Oh, the roster's not constructed well. There were no shooters, no defenders," which was true. Um, but now there's there's no excuses whatsoever uh, for this team to not make the playoffs, um, and they're sitting at 13th right now, uh, and there's only like. T- 20, 24 games left in the season. Um, all I want is for them to make the playoffs. Come on. Like that's, that's just, that needs to be, that needs to be a given right now. Um, and there can't be any excuses anymore. Uh, the team is fully healthy right now. I know LeBron's dealing with, with an ankle injury, but as of today, the entire team's playing besides, you know, Scottie Pippen Jr. and all the two-way players. Um, but yeah, so, and, also, another point that I have, um, I think the Lakers really, I think what they did well is they got a lot of good young pieces um, from this trade. And also from for the Roy Hachimura trade, he's also a very good young piece. And I think they're, they're really setting themselves up well for the future. Uh, like after LeBron leaves, hopefully we can um, build around AD and another star that we could get in the off season um, in the next couple of years. But I think this, this young core is very um, solid right now. I mean, you got D'Lo, you got um, Roy Hachimura, Lonnie Walker, Jared Vanderbilt, Austin Reeves, um, Mo Bamba, AD. So yeah, that's, that's just my point. They got a lot of good young pieces, which they didn't have, especially last year um, where like, they basically their average age was like 33 32 um and then this year you know they they got some good young players but i mean it was really only Austin Reeves and and maybe like Thomas Bryant um and Lonnie Walker but yeah they they got a look a, a lot of good young pieces that we could possibly use for the future and I, and they're already talking about extending D'Lo, extending Roy Hachimura um so i know they they they're thinking about the future a lot here which is which is very good and i i like that a lot yeah. Um, I mean, if they do resign yeah. all these guys, D'Lo is going to be a free agent. Lonnie Walker's on a – I always forget what it's called. He's on that $9 million contract that mm-hmm. I, never, I can never remember what it's called. Um, <laughs> he's going to be a free agent next season. Who is going to be a free agent next season? 
Um, Braun is a free agent the season after. Uh, mm. We'll see how long he sticks around. But yeah, I mean, I agree. I think this is the, this was a really really good return. Um, for and you only traded away one pick. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, Malik Beasley has always kind of been he's the he's that movement shooter that the Lakers have been looking for for a long time. D'Lo is like can be a second he can work really well a secondary playmaker off of LeBron. Um, my bad, I'm a little bit sick right now. You're good, you're good. And Jared Jared Vanderbilt's like, um, he's like a free safety on defense. Like that's mm. like kind of a, also a slot corner. That's like the best way I can describe <laughs> him. He's like he's a really good man defender. Like if you put your best player on Jared Vanderbilt, um, he can he can control him really well. Um, the problem you is mean Jared uh, Vanderbilt on your best player. Yeah, Jared, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and he can also he also reads passing lanes super well. Um, he reads the ball handler's eyes super well in the pick and roll. Um, on offense, though, there are some issues. He plays a lot like a big man, so yeah. his teams treat him like a big man. Um, but yeah, I like him a lot. I like this return in general. Um, I do wish the Lakers made one more trade, but this was a really good return. They did. Mo uh, Bamba. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but yeah. besides that, yeah, I wish the we'll Lakers made a trade of somebody who's going to be in the rotation. Hmm. Yeah. Also, I really wanted Stanley Johnson to come back, but since we released, since we traded him the year before, he can't come back. Yeah. So that was sad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's let's move on to the um, the New York Knicks got Josh Hart uh, in exchange for um, or they gave up Cam Reddish uh, and Svi Mikhailuk, uh and a lottery protected 2023 first round picks. Um, I feel like they just, I feel like they, they, the, the Blazers got like a worse Josh Hart in a first round pick. Like that, that's basically what this trade is. Um, I mean, we haven't really seen Cam Reddish play a lot and I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing him play on the Blazers. Um, but yeah, I mean Josh Hart's like a proven solid role player. Uh and that's the key word there, proven. Um so yeah, I think that this was a very good move for the Knicks. And um there was a video of like Jalen Brunson reacting to the news and he was obviously very happy about it because they're teammates in at Villanova. Um so yeah, just I don't I don't got too much to say about this. All I'm gonna say is that Tibbs is really gonna like Josh Hart. Tibbs mm. is gonna play this man to the ground. <laughs> Josh Hart is going to have no ACLs when Tibbs is done with him. Oh, no. He's, he's going to come out of New York with wobbly knees, broken elbows. His headband's going to be torn in a couple of places. Um, I like Josh Hart a lot. And I've seen a lot of people say they're over Cam Reddish. Man, if you saw Cam Reddish play at high school, you would know that, like, these NBA teams, they see this 6'8 wing who, like, has potential to shoot the ball and can play defense. Like, if you just watch Cam Reddish's high school mistake, mixtape, you can see the vision. Cam mm. Reddish is going to be in the league for, like, five more years, and he's just going to be, like, the second part of a trade um, because they, they see the vision with Cam Reddish. I saw the vision. I thought Cam Reddish was better than R.J. Barrett coming out of Duke, but we're not going to talk about that. Wow. Um, yeah, we won't, I, won't, I won't speak a little bit more on that. That was a crazy team, though. That Dude, was that a crazy was... team. That Duke team was insane. Zion, R.J., and Cam. Yeah, and they had Trey Jones. Ty Jones, oh, yeah. brother. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love the Jones brothers. Yes. Underrated right. pair of brothers in the NBA. Both, for real. Yeah. I think Tyus show... Jones. Tyus Jones is a very underrated player. Mm-hmm. They show He's too much love to the Morris brothers. I do not like the Morris brothers. <laughs> I don't think anyone shows love <laughs> to the Morris brothers. Come on now. <laughs> I don't know how the um, Morris brothers are still in the league, man. That's, Mar- that's Marquise just been bouncing around from team to team for like five years. <laughs> what team is he on now, bro? He's on, the, he's even... on the Mavs now. He got traded with Kyrie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. All right. Let's let's talk about the, the Suns, the KD trade. Uh, this is what happened the next day after the, the Lakers, Knicks, all those trades. Um, At like so, 1 o'clock in the morning. That's true. So technically the next day, but, you know. Eastern time. Um, so the Suns acquired Kevin Durant and TJ Warren, um, who is the, the bubble goat. And they sent Mikal Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, who would later, who would later be traded to the Bucks. Uh, and also first four first round picks and a 2028 pick swap. Um, man, this was a huge shade. Like I jumped out of my seat when I saw this, bro. And it was kind of unexpected, too, because we didn't know that KD wanted out necessarily because I saw, like, multiple reports where it said, like, the Nets are looking to build around KD and trying to, like, make other moves. Um, so they just this just came out of nowhere for me. Um, uh, yeah. Um, in terms of, like, and we, talk, we already talked about the, the Nets, the, uh, like, their return a little before, but... Um, they got some really solid role players in Mikhail Bridges, who's very, who's improved a lot this year, um, and uh, also Cam Johnson, uh, and then also like you said, four first round picks, which is insane. Um, what what kind of like baffles me is that the the Timberwolves gave up more picks for Rudy Gobert, um, which is kind of crazy. I mean, obviously they didn't get as good as of players as. Cal Bridges and Cam Johnson, but they gave up the team rules gave up more picks for Rudy than the Nets did for KD. Um and I, I like how I like how they kind of it kind of like reset the st- <clears throat> reset the standard for picks because before this uh, like you're um the Bulls wanted like two firsts for Alex Caruso. Um, I mean, I love Caruso and all, but you know, come on, that two first is crazy. But I, I got some other stuff to say, but I'll let you, I'll let you go first before I go. Yeah, I mean, um, the so, I mean, from what I've heard, uh, Zach Lowe talking about this a little bit is that there was kind of a a handshake agreement in the off season that if KD were to rescind his trade request and he saw midway through the season that this team was not going to make it. And obviously, without Kyrie, this team was not going to make it. Um, and that they would trade him to Phoenix. Um, KD compliments mm-hmm. Devin Booker a lot on Twitter. That's pretty much all I know about the nature of the relationship. And I know that they played on Team USA together. And there's a video from when they played one-on-one in, like, 2018, where KD says, hey, that's tough. And I think that's <laughs> that's probably, like, I mean, that's all, you, that's all you really need to know. But, I mean. That's all you need to know. Yeah, more realistically. Like Chris Paul is going to average so many assists. Oh my! Like, God. and teams are just going to have to stop blitzing Devin Booker like entirely. Like he's he's going to have so much more space to work with now, because like you bring KD, high pick and roll, 
Are you who are, who are you going to switch now? If you're going to switch, then you put somebody on KD. That's a mismatch for either one of them. Like, there's no really there's no real options like for whoever's playing defense. Um, I do. There are some depth concerns, but I think Tory Craig is going to become that number one ball stopper. He's played a lot of minutes. Bismack Biombo is a serviceable backup big. I'm not like, and I mean, like you have Kevin Durant. Like it's not going to be all bad when you know. Like, um, I there are some questions. Like, I don't know if this team's going to be generating a lot of rim pressure because DeAndre Aiden doesn't take a lot of shots at the rim. Neither does KD. Neither does Book. Neither does Chris Paul. Um, but yeah, I mean, like offensively. There's not too many, like, nothing off the top of my head that I can come up with that's really going to, like, put a stop to this team. Like, I know Chris Paul, the burst isn't really there anymore in the pick and roll, but he's still a super smart player, like a really um, a really high IQ basketball player who's going to make the right pass. I sounded like Stephen A. Smith there. That was <laughs> – no, but obviously you can trust Chris Paul to make the right decisions. The right decision most of the time is going to be kicking out, kicking out Devin Booker and then rescreen hits and it's Kevin Durant. Like this seems, and Monty Williams is going to be like one of he's one of the best play callers in the league, defensively yeah. and offensively. So I, um, and Kevin Durant um, is like a good backline cleanup guy defensively. He's going to be able to clean up some of the stuff that may get past, like Chris Paul, for instance. Like if somebody gets blown by, Kevin Durant slides over, picks up the help. Um, so defensively, he can bring a lot to this team as well, and. Yeah, man. I mean, the Suns are going to be yeah. good. Like, they were in a bit they of a rut for a little bit, but not anymore. Yeah. Um, I think the main thing with this trade, like, what I mainly thought about was, could this be the Nets 2.0? Um, and it's not really an outlandish statement, because you kind of have the same situation, except you, you, you can make a case that there are, like, four stars on this team. Um, but... You have three superstars. I don't know if Chris Paul's a superstar anymore, but you know they have, you have three stars, kind of the same thing stars. that you had, huh? You have two and a half stars. Two and two and a half. Yeah, yeah. you have two and a half stars on this team. Um, kind of the same thing where they had in Brooklyn. You know, James Harden, Kyrie, KD, um, and you know what I. What I think is similar. I'm going to start with what I think is similar between those these two teams is. There's a lot of health concerns, I think. Um, Devin Booker has, just Agreed. came off an injury. Uh, he's 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 coming back into it. Chris Paul, you know, he's he's um, he's getting old. He's had some health concerns for the past few years. KD, obviously, um, just coming off. I mean, he hasn't even played a game for the Suns yet because he's still injured. Um, so there's obviously health concerns, which the Nets did have as well, you know, with James Harden, Kyrie, and KD. They had they also had health concerns that we talked about and we said, imagine if this team was healthy. And um, you know, like in three years from now, are we gonna be looking at the record where it's like um CP three Booker and KD have only played like fifty games together? Are we gonna be seeing that stat? I don't know. But um we saw that with the Nets and I think the difference with the Suns, as you mentioned already, the Suns have Monty Williams. And I think, obviously, Monty Williams is miles ahead of where Steve Nash was when he was coaching the Nets. Um, and I think Monty's like such be... a long time ago. Yeah. He got fired this season. That's so crazy. That is crazy, yeah. 
Um, but I think a good coach makes a hell of a difference because when you're coaching everyone, like some people think it's easy to coach, like some people think it's easy to, to coach a team with like three superstars because you could just like, Oh, just let them play. Let them go. ISO ball. You know, you'll win every game scoring 150 points, but it's not that easy. Like it's not easy to coach three superstars. And it could, I mean, you could get, you can make a case that's harder to coach three superstars than like one star and a bunch of role players. Um, so I think Monty Williams has the edge or ha- definitely has the edge over Steve Nash and that. And I think that's going to make a difference for the Suns for sure. Um, because I know, I know Monty's a very capable coach and he, he's, he's got some things cooking for, for um, the, the big three. Um, also, uh, like you said, there's not, I mean, their depth obviously obviously is a concern because they had to give up some players to get KD. I mean, you're not just going to give up draft picks, but um, they have campaign coming off the bench who I who I hate with a passion. But you know, he's I I gotta admit, like he's a he's a, he's a good role player off the bench. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> like you said, they got Tory Craig. Uh, they got Landry Shamit still. Um, also, they acquired T.J. Warren in the trade as well. Um, he's not he's not a bad role player, uh, like you said, Biombo as well. So, obviously, like you don't need too much depth when you have a a big three that's of that caliber. But um, you know, it's obviously going to be a little bit of a concern. But yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm hoping this team doesn't end up like the Nets did. Um, actually, I am. I, I hope they do because. I, because the Lakers are in the West and we need them to lose. But, you know. Um. So yeah, those those are the main points I had with this with this trade. Um, Devin Booker's issue is like a soft tissue thing, which like tends to linger for a long time. Kevin Durant mm-hmm. just keeps spraining his MCL. Like it just keeps happening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Chris Paul's got some cooked hamstrings. Um, and DeAndre Aiden, like, like. For the longest time, I thought he just wasn't going to be on the Suns. Like, for the longest yeah. time. But, I mean, I guess he still is. Like, somehow he outlasted Mikael Bridges, which I didn't think was going to happen. But, you know, maybe the Nets said no. Like, obviously, I'm not, like, an NBA insider. Um, but maybe the Nets said no to Aiden. I would say no to Aiden. Yeah. Hmm. He should be so good, man. Like, it's not even funny. Like, DeAndre Aiden should be the best player in the league. Like, he's, what? like, six. Bro, he's, like, 6'10", 245. Like, Please, DeAndre Aiden, get better basketball. Back me, please. <laughs> like this guy could be Joel Embiid, but he's like DeAndre Aiden. I'm begging you, bro. Please get better at basketball. Chris I mean, Paul, like, passing the have, ball, bro. He's not gonna have much room to do that now with with the KD. Chris Paul, pass it, bro. Nick Claxton turned into a Defensive Player of the Year candidate while KD was on this team. Yeah, could when he wasn't that. playing. That's not true. What? I mean, he he was like thriving the most when when KD got injured. Yeah, but he was still, like he was still. Anyway, um, um, go Lakers. Yes, sir. Josh, hey, bro, let me just can I bring up a concern that I have? Um, I have a. I think uh, this is. It's probably just the Lakers defense because we suck at defense. Why but are we talking about this, NS? Why? NS why promised me before team... we recorded. That we wouldn't have to talk about the Lakers more than once an episode, and we talked about them <laughs> more so than once much. now. Okay, okay, wait, just one thing, bro. Why does every team decide to shoot lights out against the Lakers? Oh, the, and the, 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 the Blazers night, they... game that was funny. Yes, 
No, but it's it's happened so many times this season. Like it's not even funny anymore. And then the next night they play like some other some other team and they shoot like twelve for forty five, bro. It's actually crazy. It like it makes me so furious. Like you don't even understand, bro. And I it it's obviously I mean it's it's our defense because our defense sucks so bad, especially our on ball defense. But Adam Silver is is pro big Clippers agenda. He wants the Clippers to succeed. He's been wanting to ever since. Think about it. Adam Silver takes over. Lob City starts. Mm, Mm. mm, You're right. mm. You're right about that. I'm saying, and then the Clippers have been good ever since Lob City. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know about good, but I mean they've you know. been a serviceable NBA zero, organization. Zero chips, zero chips. But all right, um, the next trade. Guess who we're gonna talk about? The Lakers traded for Mo. Are we? Are we for real? Talking Bamba. About this? Oh my goodness yes, we gracious. Are. Um. Okay. Wait. First, the Lakers traded uh, Thomas Bryant for Davon Reed and three second round picks. Um, Thomas Bryant played, ex- or ha- he's been playing extremely well for the Lakers this season. Just the all-out hustle guy, heart guy. Um, but there were reports that he requested to be traded because of his minutes. And, you know, I, I mean, I, I blame that on him, to be honest. Like, even when AD came back, I feel like, t- I feel like Bryant should have been in the starting five. Because you know how AD doesn't like playing center. And he gets injured more when he plays center. So I feel like he should have still been starting when AD came back, but you know, um, he just he wanted to get traded, so we let him go. We got um, some good pieces, or we got some good draft picks that we could use that we used in a later trade that for Mo Bamba, like I just said, um, we traded for Mo Bamba, um, and uh, who did we give up for for Patrick Beverly? Um, I mean, yeah, that's that's like the thing that I didn't really like about the trades that we made. I mean, obviously those are the only pieces we have, but like, if you look at the three players that we lost, Russ, Pat Bev and Thomas Bryant, those are the only three players who actually like showed heart when we were playing. Um, Those were the three players who, I mean, maybe excluding Patrick Beverly, but Thomas Bryant and Russ were played Probably like the like they're two of the hardest working players every single night and every single game they would work extremely hard and I think that's what we lost with the trades. Obviously, it has to be done because those were the. I mean, we're not going to give up Austin Reeves or maybe Lonnie. We maybe we would have gave up Lonnie, but um, I think this it had to be done. But you know, it's it's tough to lose that that type of grit and and toughness that was in Thomas Bryant and also Russ um, and Pat Bev. But, um, yeah, that's – I'm assuming you don't want to talk about the Lakers, so. No, I mean, just... like, Jared, I mean, I didn't like losing Pat Bev. I like the size that we acquired in Mo Bamba. I think he's going to be a good backup big. I think if he really, like, if he ends up being a good rim protector, cool. Um, no, I like the trade. Um, I liked everything the Lakers did this, this deadline. I liked uh, – wow. Mr. Palinka did a good job. I can't hate on him. If he does a good job, I can't hate him. Another thing, another thing I forgot to mention is that the Thomas Bryant, like he was very good offensively, but defensively he had a hard time um, with interior defense. And I think we acquired that in Mo Bamba, hopefully, like you said. But um, he was just 
awful uh, defensively. All right, so the next trade we're going to talk about is the Portland Trailblazers acquiring uh, Matisse Thybul from the 76ers. This was a three-team trade uh, with the Hornets as well. So the 76ers uh, got Jalen McDaniels from Charlotte. The Blazers um, also traded uh, Sfi Mikhailuk, who they got from the Knicks, to Charlotte. And then, um, and then yeah, obviously the Blazers got Matisse Thybul. Um, which I think, I think that was kind of, kind of replacing that, that Josh Hart type role. Um, obviously I think Thibault doesn't shoot as well as Hart did, but I think he, he provides a, a better, better defense. He's a good lengthy defender. Um, obviously, like I said, he can't shoot the ball very well, but he's, um, he has like a, a, a long wingspan who could defend the wing perimeter very well. Um. So yeah, what do you what do you think about this one? I like Matisse Seibel. He plays good defense. Um, he plays a very interesting brand of defense. Like the closest comp that I could think of Matisse Seibel defense is like nineteen eighty six Michael Jordan. That's like the only way I can like he like play he like gambles a lot. Um, and if he could just shoot the ball, he'd probably be like the number of, like he'd probably be everybody's favorite player, like every GM's favorite player if Matisse Seibel could shoot the ball. It's like the biggest question of our lifetime. If Matisse Cabo could shoot, how big would his trade value be? Um, but no, Portland, I don't know what to do about Portland, man. I want them to be good. I straight up do. I want them to be good, even though they're in the West. I just want to see Dame on, like, a championship-esque roster. It doesn't even have to be, like, a championship-level roster. Just, like, like, like in the area, you know, like a distant cousin. I just want to, like, he's just been stuck there forever. It's like every time I see, um, I saw, I saw somebody say, like, Every single time that a superstar gets traded, Chris Haynes tweets out, Damian Lillard is not going to be traded. He wants to stay in Portland. I feel like it's been like that for eight years, you know? And, like, I like Trenton Wofford. I do. I like Shaden yeah. Sharp. I like. I love Afrini Simons, you know? But they just need to be good. And I, li- and I like Matisse Tybal. And I like Stephen Kyluk, former Laker, former Nick. You know, he's played in the biggest cities in the world. Um, you kind of shoot the ball, but yeah, I mean, this doesn't really, this doesn't move the needle. All right. So let's, let's talk. So the Clippers also made some moves on, on deadline day. Um, they got Bones Highland, who's an up and coming, uh, young star in the Nuggets. Uh, they got him from the Nuggets and they, what they trade? They just traded a couple picks, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they got Bones Highland. Uh, they also um, were involved in a multi-team deal. They got Eric Gordon. Well, um, I didn't know was still in the, in the league, but uh, and then the Grizzlies sent Danny Green to Houston, and the Clippers also sent Luke Kennard and uh, to the Grizzlies, and the Grizzlies sent three second-round picks to the Clippers. Yeah, and then also they 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 included John Wall in that deal, right? Too. Yeah, John Wall's on the Rockets now, well, which is so ironic, and that sucks for him. Oh, <laughs> um, well, bro, he wanted an interview yeah, with that, Trash Houston that for like for three John weeks. Wall, man. I, don't, he I think like, he's, he's just got to retire at this point, bro. Like, I like this trade though. It was cool. It was a little something, something. It was like a. It was a little like, it's like a, it was a little appetizer, yeah, and, um, you know. We'll trade it on an mm. appetizer. 
That's what it was. Yeah, and they they also the the Clippers also got um, Mason Plumlee, and they traded away Reggie Jackson. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know about these moves that the Clippers made because did, I know did, like did, Reggie did Jackson like and Luke Kennard were two yeah. very capable point guards for them. I mean, yeah. Bones and Highland. Luke Kennard is one of the best three point shoot three point shooters in the league, like percentage wise, right now. Uh, so they they lost some shooting with that. Reggie Jackson was playing very well for them as well. Um, and they the 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 people that the, the players they got in return weren't really of that caliber. You know, they they got an, an a veteran in Eric Gordon who who's obviously um, declining. They got Mason Plumlee, uh, who's not bad, but you know. It's Mason Plumley. Bro, they got big man um, Eric Gordon, bro. Trust. They got some big man. Bro, <laughs> I think that the best the best move they made was the Bones Highland trade. I think he he can. I think he's gonna grow. Like their young core is gonna be very well. It's gonna play very well together. Um, like him, Terrence Mann, uh, Brandon Boston Jr. Um, they're all gonna mesh very well together because they they kind of play like the same the same way. Yeah, I mean that's 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 all I gotta say about this trade. Yeah, Jamal Murray wanted him out. Jamal Murray um, wanted him out of there. Like he didn't <laughs> say it, but like he said it. Like Jamal Murray wanted him out. He that's said it. Like they're feeling threatened by somebody who's got like a like a negative like three hundred defensive rating is crazy. Like Bones Highland legitimately can't defend for his life. Like Jamal, <laughs> like you wouldn't have to trade him. Yeah. I think that was kind of crazy. Um. <laughs> did, you, did, you see what, did you see what Bone said? He said, yeah, I'm coming to a place where there's two superstar-level players, and I was coming from a place with one superstar-level player. And I'm just like, he just took a shot at Jamal for no reason. Damn. But, Damn. I mean, <laughs> you know, Bones is tough, though. I mean, Bones, right, Bones has got a good – Jamal Bones has got a crazy a bag. Superstar. He is good. Bones has got a yeah. bag. He, he be posting TikToks. Yeah, I'm excited like, to see what Marvin he does. Gay but... over it. It's crazy. Bone Town's crazy. <laughs> I'm not gonna hold you. Bone Town's crazy. Um, hey, speaking of TikTok, y'all better go follow the TikTok right now at Hoop Talk at Podcast. Hoop Talk Podcast. You can you'll know it's the yeah. right one because it has um, our, our logo on it. All right, so I think one of the last deals that was made uh, was the Warriors traded James Wiseman. Thank God, to the Detroit Pistons. Um, and, uh, the Pistons sent Kevin Knox to the Warriors and they sent, uh, what's it called? Sadiq Bay to, was it the Blazers? Yeah. They sent Sadiq Bay to the Blazers and then Golden State got Gary Payton from the Blazers, uh, for five second round picks. Uh, and then the Warriors also routed Kevin Knox to Portland, who they got from uh, Detroit. From the Pistons. From the Pistons. From the Pistons. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it sucks for James Wiseman because he never really got – he never really had time to develop with the team because, obviously, he had a lot of injuries. Um, when he was uh, healthy, he's he bad. didn't do too well – 
Nah, he's bad. No, um, he's, he's so bad. they sent him to to Detroit, where all where all the where all former lottery picks go men, to die. Yeah, <laughs> they all go to die. So he's gonna, you know, he's gonna thrive with Marvin Bagley over there. Um, but yeah, there's there's also some some drama with the Gary Payton because he failed his physical, um, and apparently. I don't know if this is, I mean, it's probably, there's nothing to the confirmed about it, but the Blazers may have been hiding an injury from the Warriors about Gary Payton. Uh, so the Warriors had some more time to consider if they still wanted to go through the, with, with a deal, and they ultimately ended up going through with it, which is, I think was a good move because I think Gary Payton's going to come back very soon. Um, and they said about like a month maybe two max. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they got Gary Payton back. Who was a very, who played very well for the Warriors last year, a good three and D guy for them. Um, and yeah, that, I mean, I think that was the, the last move of the trade deadline, but I mean, anything you got to say about this trade as well? Um, John Hollinger of the athletic, he used to be the member the Memphis Grizzlies GM. Um, he said, this is like the biggest fear. And like when trading is that like they give you a guy and like he's injured and he comes over mm. and he doesn't pass the physical, but you really want the guy. Like mm, a couple, yeah. um, I think a year ago, Bull Bull got traded to the Pistons, but he failed his physical. So the trade got sent back. He went mm. back to the Nuggets this is before he went to Orlando. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's weird. Like, I don't know if he really was like, if they were hiding an injury, he was just so pumped up full of Toradol. He didn't even notice. Um, <laughs> But I don't know, man. I would have preferred Sadiq Bay if I was the Warriors. Really? Like, I mean, mm, I don't know. I mean, like, he's younger and, like, healthy. So I would prefer the guy that can play over the guy that isn't going to play. Like, he was on the Warriors for, like, two minutes, and then, like, he wasn't. Um, mm, yeah. Sadiq Bay's good. I didn't think Detroit was going to let him go. Um, but he dropped 50 once. That was the thing that happened. Nah, but I don't know. War- I feel like the Warriors are cooked this season. Um, really? I, I just, I mean, yeah, they, they have not been playing well at all. Um, it's, and Curry's dealing with injuries too. So I don't know. Yeah. It's I mean, like if my, my brain, my brain, I don't know. It's just a crazy hunch. There's some serious ball knowledge here. If Steph Curry's not playing, the Warriors aren't very good. Um, that's yeah. That's kind of all I got. Real, real tapped in. Real intellectual ball talk. Wait, there. Kevin Love just got bought. Just, just got bought out. What? Like right now? I'm pretty it- sure. Hey, bro. Lakers got to jump on that. Come on. We are, okay, get out of here. <laughs> he has not been shooting well. Is it for real? Sham said it. I'm pretty sure. I mean. Oh yeah, he did. They're finalizing the buyout. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Come on now, let's go. Let's go, Lakers. Jump on this right now. All right. Um, that's going to wrap it up for us today. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Hoop Talk. And if you enjoyed this episode, please be, please be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, also, make sure to follow our TikTok. It's at Hoop Talk Podcast. Um, also, follow our YouTube. Subscribe to our channel. Um, we post kind of like sh- – we post uh, a bunch of short clips on TikTok. Uh, and then we post – on YouTube, the full like video podcast. If you aren't watching the video right now, 
Um, so yeah, stay tuned for the next episode and peace.